1: a day podcast
2: What is up, Green Bay Packers fans? Welcome back to another edition of the Pack a Day podcast. that he's back, baby. He's back. Me? Podcast. Yeah. And well, yeah, we're together. <laughs> we, we actually haven't been together in a couple episodes. So, yeah, that's what I was talking about with you. Uh, My name is Jacob Morley. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob Morley. And I am joined by my co-host and the triumphant return. The only return that we need to talk about today. Ross Oglem. Find him on Twitter at Ross Oglem. Ross, how you doing, man? How was was your day? Was it it good?
1: Shouts to Andy Herman and Zach Jacobson for holding the fort down at Packer Report is all I will say. Um, I was trying to get my life buttoned up because um as some of you know who follow us on social my wife is pregnant with our second child Uh, my first child is only 15 months old and I am trying to uh kind of wrap my life up before I go to Green Bay for a week or you know what, what equates to a week starting tomorrow morning so uh, for Rogers and everybody to figure this stuff out on kind of my packing slash transition day uh, was spectacular. And again, shouts to uh, Andy and, and Zach, certainly.
2: Yeah, and we didn't even have a pre-production meeting today. I mean, we did, but it was quick. I just said, let's just record. Let's just, um, let's just go yeah. through this and let's just unpack yeah. this today. Because this is probably the biggest news dump day That's happened in Green Bay, honestly, since the 2019 free agency where they signed three guys in like 30 minutes.
1: Yeah, that was something.
2: I mean, because it it was just coming fast and furious today. I mean, starting with the morning, you have the shareholders meeting, which we were all kind of looking, you know, kind of looking forward to. I don't know if this is the right term, but at least that was a a day on your calendar you're looking at and saying, okay, well, are we going to find out anything at this meeting? And we found out nothing, right? They, They were... They were. Did a good job. Yeah. They were. Hey, we're. Uh, you know, we want him back. We've, uh, you know, talked to him about wanting him back, and we are committed to him. Minutes later, Ross. Minutes. Ian Rapport. He's coming to Green Bay, and then the the floodgates just just seem seemingly opened up. Um. So to get the obvious out of the way. We're, if you listen to Ross and I, and this isn't to toot our own horn or anything, Ross, it's just looking at the facts. Rogers was going to play for the Packers this year, or he wasn't going to play. That yeah. was it. You know, that that's all there is to it. And so if you would come listen to us, that's kind of been the status quo for us all summer too. It's like, Hey, he's, he's going to be there. He's going to be there. He might not like it. He still might not, not, might not like it, but he's going to be there. So, Ross, walk me through, I mean, just kind of initially, shocked isn't the right word, but were you still kind of like finally relieved, happy, sad, mad, confused? <laughs> I mean, what was your emotion when you first saw that news? And then not only that news, but then the corresponding news that kind of confirmed like, yes, he will be a Green Bay Packer in this, in 2021.
1: Yeah, right. Like, not to toot our own horn, but beep beep, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, like, it was, it's just relieving. Um, You know, obviously, certainly having to be more uh, objective, you know, now being uh, credentialed media and stuff like that. But still, obviously, someone that, if you ask me, would you prefer the Packers win or lose, uh, win. <laughs> you know, that's, right. that's certainly uh, the case. And so it was a relief in that sense, but also a relief like, you know, people know what I do for a living and and it's not just, you know, because I get paid or whatever, but I th- I'm sure people, your family, your group of friends know you're a Packers guy. I know Perry Goldstein, uh, my girl was just tweeting it today. Like everybody that walks up to you, people know I'm the publisher of Packer Report. People know I've been a Packers fan since I'm five years old. Hey, what's Rogers doing? And I mean, it's, it's an everyday occurrence. Sometimes multiple times a day. And I I wanted to tattoo, he's either going to play for Green Bay or he's not going to play, to my effing forehead. like Or just wear a t-shirt that gives out that answer. Um, And so it was tremendously relieving in that Green Bay's best chance to win is with him. Tremendously relieving in that I don't have to answer those GD questions anymore. And honestly, selfishly, uh, tremendously relieving in that we were right. And that, you know, our information checked out and that, yeah, if if he's going to play football, it just never, to us, it never made sense. Um, it certainly made sense that he was upset, that he didn't love the love pick. A bunch of things made sense, but it never made sense that they would trade him. And the number one thing that I always got out of that was, as soon as it didn't happen on draft day, I knew that it wouldn't happen. And here's why. Because Aaron Rodgers sets Probably. I mean, we've seen some rougher seasons with him, but he probably in a 17-game season sets your team's uh, win basement at 7 or or 8, and that's a basement. So you're not getting a pick better than 13th, 14th, and you're probably getting a pick, like if it's Denver, they're all of a sudden a pick 26 to 32 type team. So once it didn't happen on draft day, I knew it wasn't going to happen because why would Green Bay saddle themselves as a team and an organization that knows the pain of watching Justin Jefferson get taken in front of them and Brandon Ayuk get taken in front of them and knows the pain of watching the Ravens draft Rashad Bateman that knows all that pain. Why do they want to pick again in the late 20s? I mean, they've said on a number of occasions, look, folks, we usually have 20 or 21 first-round grades, period. After that, we're basically taking a second-round guy in the first with a few exceptions. Like, we we couldn't believe that Kenny Clark fell to us, blah, blah, blah. I don't think that they, they had any intentions unless someone was like, you get our first, second, and third for the next three years. Then maybe you could have a conversation. But until that, you want to – you know, and and they probably they talked about giving him some control today. This stream might have died because he very well may have uh, veto power on a trade or a no trade clause at this point. But if yeah. I'm the Packers and I'm trading Aaron Rodgers, I'm I'm trading to whoever is like the third or fourth pick, or the fifth pick, or you know, like I'm I'm finding a Denver who was probably a quarterback away roster wise, but still at nine we're able to pick the best corner in the draft. You know, and and I, if I would have been the Packers and actually wanting to trade Aaron Rodgers, I would have, you know, told Denver, okay, it starts with um, you know, Chubb and Nine and your two and your three, and then we talk about future years. You know, that's then, the kind of go ahead.
2: I am saying and that takes months, months to work right. on a deal like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is why the, the timing didn't make sense at all. Like, yeah, oh he wants out today. Okay, scramble together crazy deal and wake that like we're talking yeah. just impossible levels of
1: the Godfather offer.
2: Yeah, cap gymnastics, all that yep. stuff too. Like like yep. fitting it out. I mean, it just didn't make sense. And and it almost makes you think, you know, does Rogers even want out? Does he even want out or did he
1: want to prove he, a did, point?
2: Do you want to prove a point? And did he want some say in what's going on in Green Bay? that he seemingly has now. So we can talk about that because that's kind of the next step. And and I'm
1: going to, I'm going to take this one step further. I think he gets extended. I,
2: I, yeah, yeah,
1: I do. I think, and honestly, I think it comes at the cost of Jordan Love. And if they get a third round pick for him, you just go, whoops. Like we're a team that, we're a team that drafted Demarius Randall. We're a team that drafted Justin Harrell. We're a team that drafted, um, you know, a number of guys in round one. Dayton Jones, it just didn't work out. Yeah, we're getting a third-round pick back for well, a guy that we spent a first and a fourth on, but we screwed up. We 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 screwed up our evaluation. We thought Aaron Rodgers was cooked or trending towards cooked. He's not, but we've now extended Devontae Adams, probably. We've now extended Devo- or David Bakhtiari. That actually happened. We've now extended Aaron Jones. That actually happened. We are not in win-tomorrow mode. We're actually in win-now mode. And the percentage chance that Jordan Love is better than age 38, 39, 40, and 41 Aaron Rodgers, after what we just saw Tom Brady, a less talented quarterback, do, we're gonna roll with 12. And yeah. 12 is probably understanding that his best chance to win is the two is the team that just went 13 and 3 twice, has his boys on it in David and in Devontae and, and Aaron Jones. And ultimately, I think he just wanted more of a say. And ultimately, I think that's what Green Bay uh, is giving, and it'll cost them Jordan Love. That's my prediction. Uh, and and it's it's going to be kind of a hat in hand thing for Goody.
2: I don't think it has to cost them Jordan Love though. Like if
1: if it Rogers, should
2: if Rogers gets the security that he wants, and they think Jordan Love can play, and like I, you know, I'm one of Jordan Love's biggest fans. If he can play, why get rid of him? You know, hold on to him. You have a, you have a stud backup then. Yes. You know, you, you, he's an expensive he's an expensive one, but not much more expensive than a veteran guy that you're going to bring in, and then okay, and then shop him around.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I'm talking about shopping him around too, but I'm talking about Jordan Love. You're not going to fifth year option him to be a backup because that I think a fifth year option has something to do with the average salaries at the position and. I can't remember what the
2: expensive. he'd be expensive.
1: Yeah, so you're now in year two. And if you're making a real commitment to Aaron Rodgers, you're through year three and year four. And I just don't think you're gonna re-sign Jordan Love with Aaron Rodgers. Like, so let's say Aaron Rodgers signs a contract after twenty one through twenty five. Now you'd now you'd be two years past the end of Jordan Love's deal. I just don't think he's part of your future at that point. I don't think he can be. No,
2: but I think if he can play, if they think he can play, which they do because they drafted him, then you you hold on to him because quarterback is the hottest commodity in the NFL. And if you have two of them, so be it. You, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you are our guy we're committed to you. This guy's not better than you, but he if you go down, if you get hurt, he can win us games. Like that's that's a valuable asset, even if you spend a first round pick on it. But I mean, that's that's. Not I even, just don't know, you know
1: if Rodgers is there like I don't either. Yeah. yeah I, I, think, I think I think Rodgers might have been like, hey, uh just so you know, I don't want him here anymore. <laughs> and he would never say that publicly, but like yeah. you guys need to make a choice. And if you're the Packers, you just go well, whatever. Uh we're going to take a we're going to take a QB. Here here's the deal, Rodgers, we're going to scout we're going to scout uh QBs for the uh NFL draft class 2024. And, and like yeah. our bad, we, we yeah. thought you were Brett. You're not Brett moving on,
2: yeah. which you would, you know, it, it just to be behind those closed doors would be so interesting.
1: Oh, for sure.
2: Um, gosh. Uh, because if we know anything, I mean, Aaron's petty. So I would, I would yeah. wait, you know, I would wager on the side that he does want him gone. Um, uh, even as though he's many, something-
1: of, you know, as many of the great ones are like, there wasn't a yeah. more petty MF in the whole world than, uh, Michael Jordan. And honestly, Brady's petty as hell too.
2: And that's, I talked to my chief buddies that are like, well, Patrick Mahomes will never get that way. Yeah, really? Really? The guy that runs onto the field counting his fingers about how many people were picked in front of him? You don't think he's petty? You don't think that drives him? (laughs) You know, like, uh, so, I mean, it's just, these guys, they are wired that way. But uh, moving on, we don't need to talk about Jordan Love because, honestly, that'll work itself out. And if Aaron wants him gone, you're right. At this point, they should say, okay,
1: cool. I tell you what, though, that shit's still primetime TV. Jordan oh, yeah. Love's preseason snaps are prime time TV.
2: Well, cause must the other watch thing is, appointment viewing. The other thing is Rodgers is still approaching forty. He does still have more a, a concussion, lengthier, yeah, lengthier injury history than Tom Brady did. Yeah, you know, Tom Brady had the knee. That's about it. So, I mean, I I think the Packers obviously want to play that out. You know, they don't want yeah. to get rid of him, but. Um, Okay, so moving on. So the Packers, so basically the deal, the deal that is in place that we know of right now, it's about 10 o'clock Central Time, uh, hasn't officially been re- reported yet, but the deal is he will come back to Green Bay in 2021, play the 2021 season. The 2023 season is, is voided. So basically he's under contract for two more years and they will revisit in at the end of next season. And Ross, I think you already kind of hit on it but I wouldn't be shocked at all if he does resign for a longer deal after this yep. season. And honestly, and I think what's happening is, you know, the Packers made all these promises to Aaron Rodgers. They said, "Hey, you're right. We were wrong. You know, we're gonna do this for you. You're gonna be involved. You'll have some say on who you want to bring in." And Aaron, you know, and this is—I have no store saying this, but just from watching his career the last twenty years, he's the type of guy that I think is gonna say, "Show me. I don't just tell me. Show me." So they have this year to basically say, hey, we weren't, that was not just lip service. You are going to be involved in this stuff. And if Aaron at the end of this season says, that's what I was talking about. That's what I wanted. I could 100% see him signing a longer contract. And the thing that is kind of exciting about that, Ross, is the Packers might need that. They might need to be more aggressive. They might need to make the Will Fuller trade, you know, or or what have you. Whatever it is, if Aaron Rodgers is in Goody's ear saying, I'm putting pressure on you to win today, to win now. That might be a good thing for Green Bay because you know what? Green Bay has been really, really good for the last 30 years, but greatness has evaded them. And why? Is it because they haven't been aggressive enough? I don't know. I don't know. But they've been doing it this way for a long time. So maybe it will take something from Aaron Rodgers to say, hey, I'm more involved today and we're going to do things because my my career, I can see the end of it. And we're going to do things to whatever we need to do to secure a championship today, to not worry about Jordan Love in five years, to not worry about the franchise in five years. We're going to win today. And and maybe that's something that they need. I don't know. But I think we're going to see, Ross.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: Oh, I think we are too. And, and ultimately, you know, that's something that Aaron Agler said on Twitter a while ago is, you know, Ted Thompson and, and Brian Gutekunst is a Ted Thompson disciple. Ted Thompson's in, uh, insistence that his team be good three years from now is always going to rob his team from being great right now or something along those lines. I don't think that was, I worded it exactly the way that Aaron did, but that that was his general, um, you know, kind of thought or his his, his general meaning is yes. Um, they are a conservative club by nature, and it has led to this long, you know, run of of, of excellence, but never, not never twice, um, you know, but but limiting to two championships. And, and ultimately, you know, the Belichick Brady era, you know, being kind of a part of that, probably hampered it a little bit. But you're still only talking about, you know, three total. Super Bowl appearances with the loss to the Broncos, the the win over the Patriots, and the win over the Steelers. So it's not like Brady was actually standing in the way outside of of you know 2020. Um, they couldn't get out of their own damn conference, whether it be uh, the Kaepernick 49ers or the Wilson Seahawks or uh, you know the one year Matt Ryan had a horseshoe up his ass in Atlanta. It it's been their inability to get out of the NFC that's actually been the problem.
2: Yeah, and that's and that's why it's like greatness has evaded them, like right, I said, yeah. because be, for, for for whatever reasons, and and is it because they didn't make the trade for Tony Gonzalez? They didn't make the they didn't make the trade for Marshawn Lynch, you know? And these are the things that we know about. How, right. how many things do we do, we not, we know do about not know? We do not know about that Ted was like, now nah, we're just not going to do that because that's not how we operate. We're going to go with Ladarius Gunter, you know, right? yep. or whatever. And, and maybe
3: why,
1: it's yeah, maybe it's important. It's Right, and maybe it's important for them to try to be really good in twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two, and twenty twenty three, and maybe suck in twenty twenty four, twenty twenty five, and twenty twenty six. But if that means one championship, then what the hell's the difference?
2: Yeah, and I think as Packers fans, we're used. I mean, we're used to being good. The, our fans are used to being good. They're used yeah. to ten wins a season, and that's and what. Now, like i was gonna say, would it, would you take that sacrifice to say, hey, we're gonna go all in these next two years, but we're gonna be bad?
1: Yeah, and that's stop. that's something that's very interesting too, because I think there are some fans that see it differently. I, I've I've witnessed that argument, if you will, on Twitter before, where you know I'm a fan, like if I'm and I am, I'm a Packers fan, like I'm I'm supposed to be objective, but people know people people understand. So if you if 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 you know Jesus or or whoever sat down with me and said, okay, Ross, here's the deal. Um, the Packers are going to win the Super Bowl every once every seven years. But those other six years, they're going to be really, really bad. And it's going to be hard to watch, and you're going to hate it. But they are going to win the Super Bowl once every seven years. I'm signing up for that in a minute. There's 30 teams, 32 teams. I'm signing up for that in a minute. Even if you said you get one every decade. All right, there's 30 teams. I'm good. If I don't have to wait for one every 32 years, which is what the odds actually say, I'm in, I'm good. And there are some Packers fans that are like, no, I want I want to talk shit to Vikings fans and I want to talk shit to the Bears fans and I want to enjoy my Sundays. I don't, I'm fine with 30 years of very good football and only two championships. Whereas for, for me, for myself, and this goes, you know, like I'm a big North Carolina basketball fan. And, and uh, while they have, I think like the third or fourth most uh, NCAA titles, I know they're behind UCLA and Kentucky for sure. You know, they, they boast most Final Fours, and that's a big thing in their program. Like, we, we've been to more Final Fours than everybody. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, are you cutting yeah. the Nets down on Monday night? No? Yeah, right. Then I don't care. And that's, that's just kind of the fan that I am or the sports fan. Like, if, if you don't have the chip at the end, I don't care. And I think that honestly comes from being born in 1988 and really coming into my own as, like, a sports fan during the prime of Jordan and Favre. Like, when I was 8, 9, 10 years old and really starting to understand, like, what I was seeing on the TV, my favorite team was winning the last one every time. Uh, and, and that's sort of where I am as a fan. Like, I would personally, if you said, Ross, the Packers will win the Super Bowl on – January whatever twenty twenty two but then it's gonna be real bad for five years I'm like I don't care <laughs> let's go <laughs> let's let's be bad
2: because the draft is fun Give me yeah, exactly uh, but, <laughs> exactly but the packers have tried to do it all they've, yeah. they've tried to have their cake and have eat their cake it and eat it too and, yep and, and they're honestly a couple a couple bounces a couple calls a couple plays not made away from doing it you know so like it's just a really weird hard balance to do because Damn it, it's hard to win a Super Bowl. It's really hard to do. And I know Tom Brady makes it look like it's easy, but he's, I mean, he's, I don't know. I don't, he's talking about horseshoes up your ass. I, he's got, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, you know, but, but whatever. Um, so, okay, so that's, that's the contract. And, and I think it was our buddy uh, Bukowski that talked about it's, it's not that different to like the NBA contracts where teams are like, you got me on like a one plus one type deal. Where it's like, hey, I got an opt-out after this year, so if you show me that you're not committed to winning this year, yeah, I'll leave. But if you want to win, I'm in. You know, So I think it's kind of like that. But what, what I found really interesting today, and I think maybe even more interesting than the Rodgers stuff, because truthfully, that didn't really surprise me. I figured it would come to some type of you know end like this where he would be there. What surprised me is minutes, Russ. Within minutes of that being reported, uh, the you know Rappaport Schefter thrown in the oh yeah yeah, uh, Devonte Adams is now uh willing to talk about his contract again. Why? Because there's money.
3: Because
2: <laughs> there's money <laughs> yeah. on the table now. Like yeah. Uh, and you want to talk about like people? I just you know Devonte doing the last dance stuff. That was leverage. I really think that he was playing oh. that he was playing the cards he had, and and good for him. Yeah, you know, like, cause he actually has leverage to say, like, hey, I could leave after this year. I'm a free agent, and uh, if you're gonna yeah. hold on to, if yes you know, I mean, on, he
1: could get double tagged too.
2: You could, but not with not with the way that Rodgers' contract was currently structured. No,
1: now, but, but if but what I will say to that is, if they do get Rodgers off the books, then they can tag him until they're blue in the face.
2: Yeah, if he's tra- money, if Rogers
1: is traded and the money's gone. You can tag, and then when he's thirty-two or thirty-three, be like, "Fine, whatever. Go get your money. I, we don't care. You're you're probably two years away from decline, like Jordy was, and poof, oh, see ya.
2: Yeah. And if if to, what is he now? Twenty-eight. So four years on the tag. That's a pretty big contract. You know, that's some good money. But it, it's just. And it, but what kills me too, though, is people talking about. Well, he's disgruntled. He he also wants out of Green Bay. No, oh, he doesn't. Says who? Devontae does not want out of Green Bay. And the I'll tell you two reasons why he doesn't. Even with all this cloud over Green Bay, the fact that they were talking about contract extension this entire summer, why would he do that if he didn't want to be here? You know what I mean? Like, why would he talk to Green Bay and say, hey, you figure out this, this out with my boy first, and then we'll talk contract. No, yeah. I mean, it was the Packers probably saying, hey, we yeah no we need to figure this out with your boy first before we yeah. talk contract because we don't know what we can give you yes yeah. we 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 think you're great we think you deserve to get paid you know wide receiver one money well
1: we and didn't hey give it to you yet like and that's that that's the deal too is like his agents were agenting and and that's their job man like it's their job to leak stuff to Rappaport and be like hey rap um we need you to say that uh the, the packers won't make him the highest paid wide receiver in the league and we need you to say you know that he because it's a part of it's a pr battle too you know they're trying to create leverage in a situation where you know they may or may not have any and so um i'm with you a hundred percent i i totally agree and i think that's exactly uh you know what they were doing and i think to a degree it, it may have worked, but I think it was just very important for the agent to kind of leak that stuff to the big national guys and, and move forward.
2: Yeah. And you just, you know, I think it was, it was Westendorf that pointed out as well. Like talk to me about the last guy that they broke off contract, but they broke off contract talks with that left that they actually wanted to keep. Like it yeah. just doesn't happen that often, you know, like Greg Jennings is is the example people point to, but Jennings was you know he 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 was older than Devonte. He wasn't producing the same way. He kind of bet on himself and lost. Yeah, uh, Devonte I think is going to get his money, and I think he's going to be in Green Bay whether that's with Aaron Rodgers for the next three years, Jordan Love for the next three years, whatever. It's it's it is within the Packers' best interest to not let Devonte Adams go anywhere. Yes, I
1: I'll, I will say this though. I will say this if if Jordan Love is the quarterback. I do not hate the idea of letting Devontae walk after this year. Like it it just would give them a financial reset with Rodgers' money off the books and not paying Adams number one wide receiver money. You do have to make Jair probably the number one paid corner in the league. And that's gonna that's gonna sting. So not having you know, being able to run a quarterback out there on a rookie deal and probably, you know, a, a number one like number one or number two pick at wide receiver as well, like Chris Olave or, or something like that. That would, I think, not not that having Devontae Adams on your football team is ever a bad thing, but you understand what I'm saying. Like the financial freedom of not paying Rodgers and not paying Devontae, if Rogers isn't there, you're probably not winning the Super Bowl in year one with love anyway. So maybe you do let somebody else uh break De- DeAndre Hopkins uh contract record with Devontae Adams.
4: Hey everyone! Before we get into today's pod, I want to tell you about BlueWire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at BlueWire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or, if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with BlueWire's top podcasters, Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join. Check out the description box to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com slash join.
2: Yeah, counterpoint, if Jordan Love's going to be successful, he better have Devontae Adams on his team so he can throw yeah, maybe. 50 times a game. <laughs> just, yeah. just for his own development of Which? just knowing, I have a dude that's going to yeah. get open 75% of the time. Although I will
1: say this, man, like, uh, although, you know, Matt Ryan had Julio and, uh, well, Jimmy Garoppolo really just had George Kittle, um, as far as like a stud stud. Uh, and, and I would argue, you know, that the sum of the Rams was, was more than its parts. And it goes back to my old adage. Any idiot can run this offense. Now, if you have a hall of famer, that idiot can run it like an MVP. But, you know, like, I mean that, you know, any from a passing game standpoint, any idiot can run this offense. And so um, it would be interesting to see, you know, with maybe you, you you give Tunyon the big bucks and you've got, you know, kind of a featured tight end and and you extend MVS and then you've got Amari Rogers. And like I said, you're probably replacing Devontae with a with a draft pick or with a lesser uh, player for less, probably less than half the money give somebody 10 million a year instead of 28. Um, But the offense is, you know, again, the offense is something I'm willing to kind of just hand over to Matt LaFleur. If it means keeping a young defense together and paying Rashawn Gary when he needs to get paid and paying J.R. Alexander when he needs to get paid and paying Darnell Savage when he needs to get paid, because, you know these guys are are going to need to get paid in the future, and ultimately it it certainly has been defense um that has kept the Packers away from the promised land, and uh folks, I hate to tell you it wasn't Tom Brady that brought Tampa to the promised Land last year either. It was Shaq Barrett and uh who was the jPP eating, JPP, eating yeah yeah eating guys. backup offensive tackles for lunch.
2: Well, and I think something that's got lost in all of this whole situation as well is the best, the best situation, the grand slam situation for this Packers team. If you want to go on a seven to ten year run where you win three to four championships, it does, and people aren't going to like hearing this. It doesn't involve Aaron Rodgers being on the team. It involves it involves him balling out again. Them getting. Like you said, the Godfather, the Godfather offer. offer, yeah, and, and and Jordan Love being that guy that can run this offense at an MVP level with all of those assets. So you know that that's what is also exciting, though, too, right? Like you have you know what you have in Aaron Rodgers; he's an MVP, he's he's unbelievable, he's one of the best quarterbacks of our generation. But you also have the the excitement of the unknown with Jordan Love, with the fact of the, like the fact that that could happen, that could happen. Jordan Love is supremely talented. Will it? I don't know. That that's the huge gamble. That is the huge gamble. That most of the time you roll the dice and come up snake, guys. You know, with people with these young quarterbacks. So um, it is interesting, and, and it'll be interesting to watch it unfold. Just because if Jordan Love, like you just said, if Jordan Love cannot operate within Matt Lafleur's offense, he's he sucks. He's not. He's not. A good he's not. <laughs> right, he's not going right. to be able to go play anywhere else. And all of a sudden, be like, oh well, wow, this offense suits him better. No, this offense suits talented quarterbacks even average quarterbacks can, can, can make the idiot, baby. <laughs> yeah. You can throw Ross Uggland out there. But last, the last thing I think we need to touch on, because uh, Tom Silverstein, Silverstein just report, just said as well, I, I'm trying to pull up the tweet, but I'll give you the gist of it. Uh, the Randall the Randall Cobb stuff, which Trey Wingo initially reported that, Hey, Rodgers wants his boy back. He wants Cobby back in Green Bay, which upon, you know, initially when I saw that, roster, I was just kind of like, that's stupid. <laughs> that's <dumb. And> like, <laughs> like they, they have Amari Rodgers, right? I would ra- I would rather roll with Amari Rodgers this year, but I feel like we're all at the point where it's like, you know what? One, who doesn't love Randall Cobb, right? Awesome Packer, awesome dude, easy guy to root for. This team is not – this Packers team would not be worse with Randall Cobb on the roster. They would be better. It would be a better team. At his cap hit, that would be weird and all that. So I'm just kind of like coming around to where it almost seems like, you know, okay, it is 10-17, Monday, July 26th right now, as I'm saying this. It seems right now like that deal, if they can get the numbers worked out, it's going to happen. The, Randall Cobb is going to be a Packer next year because Aaron Rodgers wants him to be. So, mm-hmm. is that the first step in Aaron Rodgers being able to orchestrate some of this stuff where he says, hey, you know, Brady got Gronk last year. Yeah. he me right up. Top. So- wow.
1: Yeah, and, and it's a similar situation, right? Because um, the, the the Bucks already had Cam Brate and O.J. Howard. And you're like, what the hell do they need Gronk for? And there is Gronk, you know, making huge plays in the Super Bowl. And I think it's a similar situation with the Packers where it's like, well, they just took Amari Rodgers. Um, and all anybody talked about after they took Amari Rodgers was how he is the second coming of Randall Cobb. What I'll say about that is this, you know, both Tyler Irvin and Tavon Austin are gone and it's unlikely that both Amari Rodgers and Randall Cobb stay healthy. It's also unlikely that Amari Rodgers is ready. Um, very few first year receivers, especially in an offense as complex as the are going to be awesome. And, and that's, it's it's very dangerous to just expect Amari Rodgers to take over that slot role and succeed. I think you were going to see a ton of Devontae in the slot, and you still might. But this would alleviate and make them a little bit more diverse. In fact, I think you could definitely see um, some some stuff with uh, you know even Amari Rodgers in the backfield and Randall Cobb in the slot, or Randall Cobb in the backfield and Amari Rodgers in the slot. You could see some pony stuff with with Dylan and. Um, uh, uh Aaron Jones I mean you you just have Randall Cobb would would bring so many different personnel packages to Green Bay and and obviously you know provide some uh depth at punt return because when you have Amari Rodgers it's kind of like late late career Tremont Williams um when you have Amari Rodgers you're not actually as scared of having a Randall Cobb on punt return because if he goes down you have Amari Rodgers it got to a point where Randall Cobb was so valuable to the offense that they couldn't use him on specials anymore. This kind of late career, kind of, oh, is he extra on the roster? Randall Cobb is kind of like, is he extra on the roster? Jermon Williams, you, you sort of can use him back there if you need. And so I, I get it. And and what I will say, and this is probably a better Ken Ingles question than than a Ross Agnew question, is the contract that he signed with the Texans is almost untenable for the Packers. So I don't know cap wise how much the Texans can be on the hook for that. And it might be a situation where, um, you know, it's like a pick swap too, because after the Anthony Miller trade, the Randall Cobb contract is kind of dead weight for the Texans. It's a bad contract. You see this happen in the NBA all the time where uh, a team will actually give up something of value to get rid of a bad contract. I don't think that that's what's going to happen with the Packers and Texans, especially because, uh, you know, the the thought is that while Rodgers wants Cobb, you know, if it was just a normal if it was just a normal dude who was as good as Randall Cobb was and not one of Aaron Rodgers best friends in the whole world, I think maybe you could get like an NBA style deal where. The Packers send a fifth round pick, and the Texans send a fourth round pick in Randall Cobb to get themselves out of out from under that contract. Uh, but but I don't think that's something that you'll see uh, uh, because of of the Rogers uh, end of it or the Rodgers side to the story. The idea that they're going to get in his boy.
2: It depends how much Houston wants to get out of that contract,
1: right? Yeah, it's a good yeah. point.
2: Like yep. they, they could they could still say. Yeah, well, we know, but this works out for both of us, honestly. Yeah, we're going to send you
1: a sixth and Randall Cobb, and we want a seventh back.
2: Yeah, maybe. Uh, take on that con- – and that's – it's it's going to probably have to take Rodgers doing something else with his contract to be able to make that work and to get Devontae. Sure. Yeah. So it, it'll it be interesting. And the, the last thing before we get out of here, and this is something that I think the euphoria of just this whole situation kind of coming to a head – and I think the question that's going to start being asked more and more now is what does this do to this season? What what does this how – do, how do the players in that locker room react to this? Do they just kind of say, well, whatever, we're pros, so we're going to go out there and play. We want to win. I want to, I want to perform well individually so I can get paid, and part of me performing well is producing wins and hopefully we win a championship. Or is it going to be one of those things that's like, man, if they have any type of adversity this year – is it how easy is it going to be for these guys on this roster to just be like, mm, whatever, our quarterback doesn't even want to be here, you know? So <laughs> it, it's it's going to be really wild to have to sit back and watch this, and and I don't want to be the bearer of bad news. I hope they win every game and Rogers wins wins a Super Bowl and they sign him for five more years. But it is possible that this could really torpedo their season, and it will be interesting to see how Rodgers handles this and how he addresses the team and what's it going to be like when he shows up day one? Are they just going to be like, Oh, Hey Aaron, Aaron's here. Cool. Maybe they're pros. They, you would expect them to act that way, but they're also people. And I don't know how I would react. It would be awkward. It'd be weird. So Ross, what are your your thoughts on that? I mean, you think this team is, I think this is something this team can overcome and, and what does Rogers need to do to kind of make this to smooth it over with his teammates?
1: I think so. I mean, this team at this point is is so, uh, you know, veteran balanced. You know, I mean, Bach's been there forever. Z now is – I mean, Z was a leader when he got there, but now he's been there for, you know, two full seasons. Kenny Clark is back and extended. Aaron Jones is back and extended. Devontae Adams is back. Um, MVS is basically now a vet. Uh, you talk about, you know, Elton Jenkins now going into year three, Jair Alexander now going into year four, year four. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Year four. I mean, you're talking about a group of guys, Adrian Amos, same kind of situation, obviously, as, as Zadarius and Preston veteran now in year three, comfortable, like, this is not your classic Ted Thompson, everybody's 23 <laughs> Packers yeah. team. Um, this is a veteran group. And and uh you add people aren't I mean, to talk about Devin Funches into this mix. That's a vet. Um uh, J. Campbell, vet, vet, I think, with like deep playoff experience too. I would I would guess. Um and this this is a whole group. I mean, the group has deep playoff experience. Shit, they've lost two NFC championship games right. in a row. They know how to win and lose playoff games. Um, I just think you know, from top to bottom, uh, w- whether it's LaFleur, even if Aaron Rodgers is just a terrible leader, which I don't think he will be, and I don't think he has been, and I think people, you know, on the squad will probably end up forgiving him pretty quickly and, and understanding, you know, kind of where he's coming from. Plus, he's, he's kind of an odd guy, uh, but just in general, like I, I just think the group is is too old. And even if Rodgers had nothing to do with it, I just think, like, Devontae and Aaron Jones and David Bakhtiari um, and, and and Kenny Clark and Zadarius Smith and Adrian Amos and Jair Alexander, like, they're just going to be able to get the troops in line, I think. I, I really do believe that guys that just have enough, and even, like, your your other guys, like your Lucas Patricks and your Dean Lowrys and and, and guys that have just kind of been through the muck, uh, in Green Bay, I think same thing from a from a locker room perspective. There are just so many old war horses to lean on that I think it'd be fine.
2: Yeah, and you know, to kind of spin cycle it too is how do how how do these you go back to Rogers talking about the philosophy and the people and the character and all that stuff doing things the yeah. right way. Is he the only one that thought that way, or is he the one, you know, or did he take it upon himself and say, "Hey, a lot of us actually." want us to be more in and me being the leader i'm gonna make this a point to make sure this is something that happens and so will they rally behind that you know it's just the season is long a lot can happen in a year which is i think the biggest the most important thing the packers did was they bought themselves a year to say and mark murphy even said it today we they they are they're reflecting upon how they have done things and
1: pox on houses what's that a pox on both of our houses he said did you what not did catch you that
2: no you were whatever you're saying right now is way over my head a pox like, on both of our houses
1: yeah like smallpox or chicken pox like literally like an old timey saying he he said that shit he said there should be a pox on both of our houses meaning their house and roger's house what uh
2: does that, what does that mean you need to go get like no, like we—it it means like we evaluate what you're doing, or what? right?
1: It means like we both screwed up, yeah. like there yeah. we both share blame. But I, I love that you're like what? I'm being <laughs> educated
2: here. I love it. But he's right. He—I mean, he is right. You know that that this yeah. doesn't come to it doesn't come to this without both people having blame. So hopefully, both these and I don't think. I don't know. I don't know if Rogers looks at it that way, but uh, Rogers
1: wants a fox on his house.
2: <laughs> like, I don't have pox. <laughs> uh, I'm flawless. Uh, but yeah, so it'll it'll be interesting. This is going to be a fun year, and I think with this, you know, behind us, we can at least enjoy this year because, man, it'll be Tuesday when this comes out, and what is it? Wednesday? We'll have actually players on the field.
1: Yeah, All right. I'm going to have uh, Rob Demomski track my Chevy Silverado as it slowly moves across Minnesota and Wisconsin.
2: Yes, that would be great. I'll do that too. Make sure uh, we get an <laughs> Uglum tracker. But uh, that's it for us, guys. Uh, but, Ross, where speaking of you being there, where can we follow um, what you're going to be doing? How can we get all that good stuff?
1: Yeah, always be following at Ross Uglam and at Packer Report 66 Andy Herman and I are going to be, um, you know, Both there all three days this week. Uh, I've got to be kind of a man of the people. So if you see me, I might be bringing some swag, folks. I might be bringing some of the Packer Report T-shirts, maybe some Packer Report golf balls. Uh, I haven't decided 100% what I'm bringing, but I might have to be a man of the people. I got fully vaccinated on the 15th of July, and I encourage all of you to do the same, but because it will not have been two full weeks uh, since my vaccination, I'm actually not allowed in kind of the uh, upper echelon media area until Friday. So I'm going to be a man of the people Wednesday and Thursday. I'm going to be in the GD bleachers at Ray Nitschke Field. Our guy Andy is going to be taking on, uh, you know, his normal role and my role, if you will, of uh, being the top dog for Packer Report. And I'm going to be Ross Ugleman, man of the people for two days.
2: I thought you were going to tell people you're going to be able to give them a vaccine. Is where I thought you're going. <laughs> I'm going to be handing out, be handing awesome. out that Johnson Hanging and Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, <laughs> I'm handing
1: out that Johnson and Johnson at Ray Nitschke Field. No, uh, but but I am I am barred um, from a certain tier of media status until it's been 15 days, and it has not yet. So uh, I will be certainly covering camp, but I will be covering it as I did. In my Cheesehead TV glory, I will be a man of the people. I will be uh, you know, get getting ass burned on those bleachers. Um, I might have to bring my bleacher seat. I am I am that that old that I've got I gotta have one of those. You know, I got I got stepkids in in uh, sports, so I do have, you know, one of the pad things that you put on the old bleachers there. But yeah, you see me stop by, I'll certainly uh you know love to chat packers and like i said there might be some packer report swag that makes me or that uh makes it with me to practice a couple days
2: there you have it guys ross uglum man of the people make sure you walk up to him ask him about his ass burn and how that's going so guys that is it for us today The kids call it bleacher butt bleacher butt (laughs) like it all right that's it for us today guys thank you for joining us uh football is on the way we'll catch you guys next time until then go pack go